Who's this weirdo? Padded Room Radio is back in your ear holes. Uh, my name is Darian and I have returned. I'm a little high strung tonight. Jason Harrell is in the house. Hey. You know why I'm high strung, Jason Harrell? Wow, I've, got a, I've got a big shout out and a big F you to throw throw down at the same time. Okay. The big shout out is to Shudder. I love it. Uh, streaming service. AMC, spawn, or I think it's owned by AMC. Yeah. Uh, so. It's like 15 bucks a month. And what I love the most about Shudder is it has Shudder TV. The bane of, of um, streaming services is that there are so many selections. I will say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to put a horror show on. I'm going to go about my business. I'm, gonna fuck. I'm not going to pay attention. And then I will uh, spend the next hour... Flipping through the different selections, seen it, seen it, seen it, hate it, seen it, looks dumb, looks dumb, hate it, seen it, seen it, looks dumb, hate it. I'll spend an hour doing that all by myself. Now, the cool thing about Shutter is Shutter TV, it's already got something playing. Yeah. So you wake up in the morning, you left it on when you fell asleep, there's something on there. A little too quick to recycle, though. Now, my big F you <laughs> also goes to Shutter. <clears throat> Because they play the same movies on the same rotation relentlessly for like, for like a seven. I think it's like a seven day period. Am I yeah. right? Oh, I'm not sure. I've never looked at how many days, but I know in within seven days they can somehow squeeze in six thousand four hundred and twenty two times. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, say you're going to bed at nine o'clock at night. You turn mm-hmm. on Shutter TV. You're looking at City of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love it. Uh, going to bed 9 o'clock the next night, turn it on, City of the Living Dead. And guess what you're waking up to. City of the Living Dead, <laughs> followed by um, probably uh, the Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Dark Night of the Scarecrow. Yeah, they've it's, had that damn gulag on for uh, oh, it's since, still going. since before yeah, yeah. No, since before Halloween. Yeah, no, and then uh, around about, uh, I don't know, mid-November, they switched it to the Yuletide gulag. Yeah, yeah. Where it was in front of a fireplace. Mm-hmm. So, I love me some Shudder. You gotta mix it up a little bit, dudes. Yeah, they do. It pisses me off. Like, just rotate through your library. Yeah, well, here's here's the best part. Because my son and my daughter and I get ready for bed about the same time, and I always just click Shudder on. Mm-hmm. It's always City of the Living Dead. My son has written a City of the Living Dead theme song. <laughs> Shall I sing it for you? Sure. It's about five words long. All right. City of the Living Dead. <laughs> If you're living in a city, you're living in a city of a living dead. 
and he will do like that. It. He will do that for forty five minutes flat. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> on and on. He can do it while he brushes his teeth. It's He's got a nice thing. beat that I can dance to. You like that? Oh yeah. I'll, I'll cut a single. <laughs> Right on, man. What's up with you? Uh, well, other than uh, finding out that my good friend is a no-good rat fink stoolie. I am. I um, am. Not a lot. I've uh, been, gosh, most spending most of my time getting J-Mart up and going on eBay. And nice. Like but uh, watching some movies when I can. Now, I want to ask you about J-Mart. Before we get into the regular <clears throat> horror show, mm-hmm. I've been doing some re- extensive yeah. research <laughs> into a certain horror franchise. All right. And I noticed what may have been the beginnings of J-Mart. Did you find any inspiration for J-Mart from um, Jeffrey Donovan in the uh, Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows? Because oh. <laughs> he had like a, a different it was Jeffrey Donovan Mart. And he was doing the exact same thing you were doing. Oh really? Buying cheap shit, selling it on eBay at a higher at a markup. Yeah, well, it helps support all of my needless and senseless, you know, steel book of buying. Yep. And that, that I need to expensive. I need to offset that, you know, that well, expense you gotta, somehow. Yeah. You got to come up with something, man. Uh, no, I've been doing it way before him. So, okay, yeah. well done, sir. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, we got a uh, regular horror show to get into here, amigo. All right, we got you horror rat news. Think stooly you. All right, listen. <laughs> So I have to troll Facebook and find out who is uh, applying to the job that I'm hiring for. And uh, I, don't, I don't care for people with face tattoos. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't need that. I appreciate that you feel the need to express your individuality. Uh, there are a number of convenience stores hiring. Um, also fast food chains. I'm sure they'd be uh, are down with your individuality. Unfortunately, I am not. I know Starbucks is. Are they really? <laughs> oh, they'll accept anybody, won't they? I don't know. I thought they might have. I think as long as you put blue or something I was in your say, hair. I've, I don't think I've ever seen an ugly person working at Starbucks. Really? I don't go to Starbucks, though. I imagine there's. I could be wrong. All right. <laughs> enough of that. Let's get down to some horror news, Jason Harrell. Let's do. horror news what you got the only thing i got is putting something on people's radar if they haven't heard of it because i just heard of it yesterday a movie called skinnamarink i'm hearing some good things i uh, one guy i follow he got a got to see kind of a an exclusive release and he did say that if you or you're lucky enough to watch it, um, make sure you're not distracted. Uh, yeah. Try to go for a theatrical presentation. Go to okay. go to the movies if you can. If you're going to watch it at home, put your fucking phone down. Take a piss first. Uh, I guess it, he described it as a, a very immersive movie. Ooh. Like he says, let the movie like wrap around you, like Ooh. shroud around. So it, it sounds just based upon that kind of loose description it it had me intrigued i know nothing else about it okay but uh i guess it came out uh the 12th 13th 13th i believe okay but i haven't been able to find a theater actually playing it yet okay any vod anywhere nope not yet well shit but just putting it uh on people's radar skin a marink skin a marink uh, okay, very cool. Speaking of immersive experiences, mm-hmm. Eli Roth is releasing a Valentine's Day slasher to MetaQuest VR. Mm. Now, I own a MetaQuest VR, formula, formerly the Oculus, um, 
I've got a Blair Witch game on there. I can play it for about three and a half minutes before I take a poop in my pants. And all you're doing there is walking around the woods at night looking for the little stick guys. Um, it's a whole thing, dude. I'm excited for this because if it, it's VR and it's Eli Roth and it's a, it's supposed to be a feature film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's feature length, right? Because I hate to think I have to stand in my kid's playroom with a VR <laughs> goggle goggles on, screaming like a bitch for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's wrong with daddy? Why is he crying? <laughs> I'm into it. It's going to hit MetaQuest uh, early February. Cool. So I will definitely hook that up, and you guys can come check it out if you want. Uh, it looks like Sci-Fi's Reginald the Vampire has been renewed for a second season. Are you watching Reginald the Vampire? Can't say I am. It looks... I mean either. It looks like a horseshit ripoff of what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I'm done with Sci-Fi. I've graduated that school, and I've moved on with my life. Ever since they took a letter out of their name? Oh, urbaned it up? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have got it much shorter. No, not really. I mean, you've <laughs> taken two words and basically monosyllabalized it. Hey, you didn't You didn't even, like, take away a syllable. No, no, not really. So. Um, yeah, not a big fan. Although they do, <clears throat> that is where, isn't that where Chucky's at? I think so. Yeah. I didn't watch that yet. Uh, we watched most of season one and then forgot that we were watching it. Okay. I mean, that doesn't bode well for, for <laughs> I guess Chucky. it doesn't. If you completely forget that it exists. <laughs> ah, not so good. Not so good there. I haven't watched that. I used to like that uh, face-off show with the makeup artists. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, eventually, I just kind of fucking whatever. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? Wait for it is the name of the short film. It apparently takes place in the <clears throat> Leslie Vernon cinematic universe. Uh, I didn't know we had a Leslie Vernon cinematic <laughs> universe, but I'm, I'm interested. There's apparently a notebook sitting on someone's desk. It's not mine. It's got a lot of notes in it. About a Leslie Vernon cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. You've seen uh, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, yeah. I assume. Good I show. I really like it. Yeah, of course. I don't. I know. I don't understand why we never got a sequel or any kind. Well, of, especially if we're making a universe. Well, I mean, what are we? Twelve years later now. Something. Like <laughs> I mean, that? at least give me a sequel if you're going to wrap a whole universe. Around really, it. you got to. You got to do something. It's a short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the link at Bloody Disgusting. It's called Wait for It. I doubt it has. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but I doubt it has Leslie Vernon in it. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be called a Leslie Vernon short film. Right. There's that. What else we have here? Uh, teaser trailers are up for Yellow Jacket Season 2. Cool. Haven't watched it because I don't really know anything about it. But Sarah just marathoned uh, the, the first season. first season. I watched it with her again. Nice. And um, I still enjoyed it. You're and... not going to watch the trailer, though? Nope. Damn you. Absolutely. Damn you. I'm <clears> going <throat> to somehow... I'm trailer strong. I'm going to ambush you with a trailer. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, uh, House of the Dead remake is going to hit PS5. Now, I'm talking hmm. about the video game, not that dipshit that movie. That horrible movie. That dipshit that movie. That U-Bowl movie. <laughs> God, that's, that was so bad. That is probably the worst movie I've ever... Well, I, no. I think it's. I think it's probably the worst video game adaptation. Oh. <clears throat> did you see that Street Fighter movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme? No. That was pretty terrible. It's got to um, be more... Oh. Blood Rain. Michael Madsen as a medieval knight. 
If Michael Madsen is in your movie and he's not a dirty cop or a hitman, you've yeah. already failed as far as I'm concerned. That was pretty bad. I, um, did, I didn't watch it. Well, that was that was Uwe U. Boll's move is to make Well, that was his videos. go-to. Yeah, right. make video game movies. Yeah. Um, that one was pretty terrible. I'm excited for the video game, though. You may remember the video game from the arcade. It was the first uh, gun game that had a pump action. Mm-hmm. So you could really get into it mm-hmm. with the pump action. Uh, lastly, I'm excited for this. Uh, Violet Knight is going to hit Blu-ray late January. Yep. Uh, I'm going to have to grab a copy of that as soon as it comes out. Did you watch it yet? Still hadn't seen it. You're going to want to get on that. Yeah, everybody maybe, says it's good. Maybe wait till next Christmas, though. What yeah. how, how, kind of a dipshit move is it watching a Christmas movie in, like, March or April? And you're not in the spirit. You don't want to hear about Santa Claus. Do I need to be in the spirit? Not really. It's. I mean, well, it, there you go. Well, I mean, this one does have Santa Claus in it, right? So there's that. I don't know. I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life, Jason. I appreciate. I'm it. not gonna do it. <laughs> Although I should. Somebody should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about some listener mail, you maniac? Let's do it. Listener mail. Yes, sir. And we got emails. We got voicemails. We got all kinds of things happening here. Young man, how about we start things off in the seedier side of Baltimore, Maryland. Here comes Crack House Matt. Been a long time, Matthew. The subject line, Darian's Obscure Choices. What's up, Padded Room? Crackhouse Matt here, checking in with you guys. I think the curse of the Padded Room has circled its way back to me. My mom is fine, but my dad died last year from cancer. And now my aunt has very suddenly and acutely gone downhill from lung cancer that she didn't even know she had. I guess she wasn't feeling well through most of December and finally went and got checked out, was immediately hospitalized, and now it looks like she might not make it through the end of the month. So that train just keeps on rolling. Well, I mean, we're nothing, we're nothing if not consistent. Sarah and I did fly back east. Did you? Oh. We probably delivered to the, delivered it to the east coast. assholes, you two guys. The padded room is now nationwide. We're nationwide, and <clears throat> everybody, hide your moms, because we're coming for them. <laughs> and your aunts, too, apparently. Uh, other than that, I do have to comment on Darian's completely obscure choices for the Horror Crush's meat hook. I mean, seriously, he is the only person that can remember a fucking extra in the background of a coffee shop scene at the 41-minute mark into an already obscure horror movie from 35 years ago. I like to think of myself as a savant there, Matt. I like to think of it as there was probably so much furious chronic masturbation oh, going no on idea. that there's no way it could escape your mind. You have no <laughs> idea. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Julie Brown? Uh, not, MTV? Yeah, not yeah. not not uh, downtown Julie Brown, the other one. There was two Julie Browns. Oh, there was the, the, black, the black girl and the white girl. The, the white girl. Okay. She, she's only been in one horror movie. Mm-hmm. She did get topless in it, and I didn't even know anything about it until I started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then when I, when I <clears throat> finally watched it, just by happenstance, 
uh, me and my penis had like an identity crisis because <laughs> I'd never seen her naked before. But the amount of times I beat off to that young lady, hello. Well, your penis's identity crisis was identifying as a vagina the majority of its life. I mean, that's true. <laughs> so, but now we're back to being hetero and it's a whole thing. Okay. Or cisgender, I think is the word. I, I don't know anymore. Uh, blah, 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 the 41-minute mark and know her name and the Spearmint Gum commercial from 1987 that she was in and for some reason know what she's up to today. I don't know whether to be impressed or if I should alert the authorities. He also mentions them as if any of the rest of us have even the first clue as to who the hell he's talking about. Yep. Jason know, knows who uh, White Julie Brown is. <laughs> so there's that, Matt. Suck on that, why don't you? <laughs> That said, my meat hook for horror crushes is as follows. Number three, Kim Director. No clue? No. Uh, the goth chick from Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Oh, okay. She's still banging hot Kim today. Erector. Kim Erector. Uh, goth girls are a real weakness of mine. Number two, Angie Everhart. Bordello of Blood cheerleader ah, yep, outfit. There we go. Red hair, 2468, you can watch me masturbate. <laughs> I'd sell my soul to live in that brothel. Number one, Alexandra Daddario. Hmm. If you don't think she isn't one of the hottest women alive, you are blind, gay, or mentally handicapped. The fact that Woody Harrelson, of all people, got to have her tits in his face in True Detective Season 1, oh, such her rack season. is the stuff of legend. You know, knowing the, <clears throat> the, goth, <laughs> the goth thing, I'm surprised it wasn't... Uh, Old fucking Looney Tune herself from um, hmm. uh, the craft. Uh, what's that? Oh, Faruza Balk. Yes, uh, I like her. I I I would given given the scope of the four chicks in that movie, I think she would be my number one. Uh, Robin Tooney always looked like she just had a deer in the headlights thing going on with her. Uh, Nev Campbell, old block face, as you put it. And, uh, I remember the last one was black, but I don't remember much else about her other than that. Uh, she was probably the prettiest out of all of it's them. It's quite possible. I remember very little of that movie. Uh, there were other crushes I've had in horror that I've had that I look back upon and don't really understand. I had a crush on Alice from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5 for oh, a long time. I thought it was the TV show, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Kiss my grits. <laughs> uh, four and five for a long time and don't really know why. Vera from Friday the 13th Part 3. Same thing. I did have a crush on Nev Campbell, Circus Scream 1, and Wild Things. That trashy red hair and daddy issues really did it for me, I guess. For the educating segment this week, you are Lake Mungo. You are correct, Matt. You did it. Really good flick. I enjoyed that one a lot. Just saw it for the first time maybe a year ago. Last, lastly, for last week's Meat Hook, horror movies with inclement weather. You guys named basically what I would have come up with, but I do have one additional to add. It may be cheating because it turns out there wasn't really any bad weather that took place, but the antagonist, antagonist made it seem like there was. I submit to you the autopsy of Jane Doe. Hmm. I'll give you that. Uh, I absolutely fucking love this movie, and it would be in my top three favorite witch movies of all time. Anyway, that's all I got. By the time you read this, I'll be somewhere in the Caribbean on my way to the Virgin Islands. How about a meat hook for your favorite vacation or island horror movies? Crack House Matt, out. Uh, he is clearly fighting extradition, <laughs> I, I think. I mean, he must be some kind of war criminal or something. I don't know what, I don't know what you're up to there, Matt. Right on, dude. Uh, Alexandra Daddario. 
Hot. I'll give you that. Not much of a horror movie pedigree. I know she was in uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Um, I know. I know. I know. With that miraculous uh, button-down shirt that never seemed to open all the way. Sorry. Um, I think she was in a movie called Knock Knock. Where she died like in the first eight minutes in a bathtub, but I don't knock knock. Wasn't that the um, oh, shit Keanu Reeves movie? No. Well, yeah, there is a Keanu Reeves movie called Knock Knock. I'll IMDb that while we uh, when we hit the break and get okay. back to you on that. I think it was called or Don't Knock Twice or something like that or Knock Again or Quit knocking at my fucking door. Or look at my knockers. Hey, knockers. <laughs> That's what the movie was. God damn it. Let's get down to Sydney, Australia. Here comes the man himself. Sexy motherfucker Tim is in the house. Horror Did for I dummies. might? Excuse me. Dummies, dummies for horror. Of horror. Of horror. For horror or of horror? Um, I don't know. Dummies. Uh, the, I think it's of horror. The horror dummies. They're, here they come. Subject line. Yo. Hey guys, how's things this week? I'm hoping everyone is doing well and everyone is in. Let's make 2023 great with no injuries, no sickness, no death, no shitty horror films. We already blew that one. (laughs) Uh, Top three horror crush. Number three, Jamie Gert. Star from The Lost Boys. Star. (laughs) Are you coming, star? Uh, Almost made my list. Um, But that's really all I... That's really all she had. That that's about it. Yeah. And uh I mean, she was all right. She was 80s hot in that movie. Uh number 2, Megan Fox from Jennifer's Body. Not so much now, but back then, woo. You got to look at you have to Google image search Megan Fox toe thumbs. I don't want to see her toe <laughs> thumbs. I don't want to see it. I'm telling you, that's it gonna, ruins the whole no, thing, that's, Tim. That's going to fuck up feet altogether for me. I can't even look at them anymore. Number one, Scout Taylor Compton. Yes, I've seen the videos. Thank you, Darian. Um, I'm not mad at that, Scout Taylor Compton. Um, what do you got? You got uh, Rob Zombie Halloween. That The Long Night that just came out last year. Uh, that weird animal one where she's in the woods. Um, oh, Wicked Little Things. She was like 16 in that one. Not bad. I don't think she's ever gotten naked, though, so that's kind of a down. <laughs> Points reduced. Uh, afraid not. Speak no evil. Okay, this film was fucking great until the last 20 minutes. <laughs> the film hasn't pissed me off this much since 2017's The Mummy. All right. All right, I see what you did there, Tim. Darian, as a parent yourself, if your child was being abducted and had her tongue cut out, would you just sit there and let it happen? Of course not, Tim. I don't think any... Well, I mean, I guess there are probably people out there that would be, like, paralyzed. In the, well, we'll get into that. In we'll get therapy. into it. Uh, and then do everything the killer said while they throw rocks at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in immersion therapy, Tim. Like, I understand if they had guns, but these jackoffs had nothing. The parents in this film were the biggest cowards to ever be on screen. Uh, this could have been one of the best films of the year, but that ending really annoyed me. That's it for me this week. Much love, guys. Tim. Right on, Tim. Thanks for uh, writing in there, amigo. We got some voicemails, Jason Arrow. Hi. All right. How about we start things off in beautiful Anderson, Indiana, Jason Harrell. All right, all right, all right. Coop Nukum. Darian, Jason, maybe buddy, 
Hello, everybody. Nobody. Hi. Um, so this was a week I had uh, had my kids, so I didn't really get to watch uh, much of anything horror-wise. But no I do have the uh, three on a meat hook yeah. for horror movie crushes. Okay. Number one will be Paula Tricky and Maniac Cop 2. If you've seen that, she's the uh, stripper in the red little bikini outfit. Okay. Super, super hot. I'll have to uh, verify that. Megan Fox and Jennifer's Body. Oh, that yeah. would be no thumbs. my number sure. two. Um, of course, Megan Fox is She's hot. She was hot. hot. Don't Google her and, feet. Uh, no Clark in Return of the Living Dead 3. Hot zombie chick. Ah. So, um, anyway... Sorry for this being short. That's uh, really all I got, man. All right. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, Coop. No, it's not her feet. She has toes for thumbs. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, she's oh. got toe thumbs. I'm not going to look at that either. You shouldn't. I'm not going to. They're horrible. Yeah. But uh, for the maniac cop uh, chick, yeah. um, you know, you pair up anybody beside Robert Zadar, and they're going to be hot. Yeah, they look pretty good. <laughs> they didn't have to do a lot to ugly that guy up. Uh, Melinda Clark. Return of the Living Dead Part Three. Oh yeah, is that is she the one that played the the main chick? One that's sticking all the th- shit in her face yeah. and all that. Is that hot? Yes. I say no. <laughs> I say no. I'm going to say no to you, Jason. The cover of the poster and box art of of that. Yes. Uh, you're, I, I don't Absolutely. know, man. What, what, what? I don't get it. She's an attractive actress. Uh, that whole movie is basically a Bon Jovi music video with zombies. Yeah. But I don't understand, like, the appeal of her shoving shards of broken glass in her pussy. Hey, teach your own. All right. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, let's see who's up next here. Let's get down to the funky south. Here comes our main man in Alabama. Alan's in the house. Hey, what's up? What's up, Alan? Hope everybody's doing good. Um, you know, you said something about food trucks, people's flights or whatever. I know... My hmm. sister and my brother-in-law, he works on uh, tugboats. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, he's out on the ocean and stuff, and when he's flying in, she'll track his flight so we know when to go pick him up. Oh, okay. Anyway, Meat Hook. Uh, number three, Daniel Harris. I get that. Number two, Tiffany Shepard. I get that, too. And number one, the Soska Sisters. That's all I got. Y'all have uh... a good one. Bye. I like to believe that you can be attracted to a woman's mind. You know what I mean? As men, we're not wired that way. Um, I think the the Saska sisters are hot. Um, I would definitely, if they wanted to uh, involve me in like a casting couch situation, (laughs) I'd be open to that. I'll bring my my own couch. A a Darien sandwich? I'm interested. I'm willing to... uh, You'll provide the meat. You know, I want to be treated like a lady. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't... I'd like some romance. But um, they're they're hot, but in like a... uh, like almost like a Linnea Quigley uh, way, you know, like they're they're horror royalty. If by some weird twist of events I caught them at a convention and they were both hammered and they were uh, telling me which room to go up to, I would have to because they're horror royalty. Now on the other hand, and they are twins too. God damn it! Ah. Yeah, see that gains you two points right there. That's another thing. On the other hand, if like I was at a bar and a Linnea Quigley lookalike mm-hmm. approached me, ah, see, I don't think so, right? Sweetie. But but now imagine that she has a twin sister. That's a different two story. points. That's a different story. 
But if Linnea Quigley herself came up to me, I would feel obligated. Because I'm sure at one point or another I did pleasure myself to her. I feel like that's the least I could do, you know? All right, let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, yo! Padded room. How's my favorite generics this week? We're alive. Good. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh huh. Yeah, I wanted to get in real quick. Um, you know, you guys were talking about the uh, Exorcist Two Heretic uh, last week. Yes, sir. And how bad it was. And I gotta agree with you, man. That one was pretty fucking bad. I never made it all the way through. Uh, there is one moment in there where uh, visual visual moment, okay. which fuck, it still sticks with me to this day. Uh, I mean, fuck it. I mean, spoilers for a, a movie. Oh, yeah. Plus, Go ahead. Close to 50 years old. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. But uh, there's this priest going across this big chasm. Okay. And uh, there's the, on the floor all these nails sticking up, and he's about to, to step out onto them, and he's been assured that, you know, his, his faith will protect him. Oh, and will sure, create, pal. like a... A bridge to go across mm-hmm. and um so he's saying all of his prayers as he's doing it and he takes the first step and right into the nails going through his fucking foot yeah that'll do it. Uh, i'm not saying it's worth the whole movie but uh that that part actually always always fucking stuck with me from the second actress that and uh if i'm not mistaken it's the second one that actually uh that actually names the demon Pazuzu. I don't believe that name uh, comes up uh, in the original episode. I don't think it but does fuck, either. I don't know. I can't remember offhand. Captain Howdy. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that um, and the horror news, Yeah. you know, we got the new uh, Scream flick coming out. Uh-huh. And I know you aren't huge fans, but uh, I've got a question for you. What do you got? Mr. Brock in particular, you yes, had sir. mentioned the uh, third one really bumped you because you know, we've moved out of Woodsboro yeah. now uh, in fucking L.A. Yeah. And now that the, the new one is set to be uh, in uh, New, new York, York, right? Yeah. curious on what your thoughts were. I mean, obviously, I'm person, I'm a big Scream fan, so I'm going to go see it regardless. Okay. But, uh, I kind of do agree with you. I did think the third one was pretty poor, and, uh, but I worse. don't think... I don't think it was because of the setting. Uh, but there's, a lot. There a there's a lot. There's a lot of issues there. there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, on to the uh, the meat hooks, mm-hmm. and uh, you're talking horror crushes. Yes, and, sir. Man, there are so many ways to go on this, you know. But uh, I came up. I came up with a top three. Okay, let's hear. So it. here they are. Keep for Southern. Um, you know, number three. <laughs> Danielle Harris. Yeah. I mean, just when she was uh, in that goth phase. And oh, Urban Legend. Urban Legend. Yes, sir. Oh, fuck me, man. Talk about, that was my, that was my. Uh, I get that. He got GP'd. Here's the problem I have with Danielle Harris. Hot, I'll give you that. Uh, but, yeah, the, I, I, maybe I'm just thinking too much. Maybe my penis is thinking too much. But we saw her in The Last Boy Scout. We saw her in Halloween 4 and 5. We saw her in, I think she had a run on Roseanne, Mm -hmm. where she was uh, somebody's girlfriend or something like that. Seeing her grow up like that, and seeing, you know, six and seven-year-old Danielle Harris, and then seeing her in Rob Zombie's Halloween, getting her shirt ripped off and beaten by Michael Myers, it's a little creepy. I I feel like a creeper, you know? 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Don't let your mind drift so far back. Maybe I know. I keep telling my penis. Keep your penis in control. <laughs> you got to focus, man. Quit <laughs> thinking about it. Just focus. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, in regards to Scream, going to New York. Ghostface takes Manhattan. Has that ever been a good thing for for in any franchise? It'll be space next. Uh, I, guess, I, I We're kind of going to the hood right now right <laughs> yeah I, I mean i don't know i i i, I don't want to say i've checked out of the scream franchise but number one if melissa barrera is back that's going to be a problem number two no deputy dewey that's going to be a problem number three we're now in new york city now i'm not maybe they're going to blow my socks off but i got to tell you my expectations are pretty low for this one I fear that they're just going to keep doing the same damn thing, which is regurgitating the same fucking thing well, I mean, that they always have. The only thing that's going to be different this time is that essential characters thus far are now removed from the story. You don't know that they will be. Well, supposedly. Okay. Well, Dewey's out. Dewey's out. Uh, Blockface is out. Ro- what is it? Roblox. <laughs> Mine, old Minecraft chin. Uh, uh nev campbell right. is supposedly out sure um it's hard to th- believe that uh courtney cox wouldn't but they did still be in there they did say they were bringing hayden panettieri back right kirby yeah but from- she, but right but that's only one um you know that's a character that existed in one right movie yeah it's just not a state it's not somebody that is going to keep getting regurgitated around and you know that they're going to survive they just don't have the balls to kill like Nev Campbell off. At this point, I feel like the Scream movies have drifted from slasher to giallo. And I know that's kind of a weird statement no, to make. No, I get it. Because but, you've you've always kind of simplified the giallos in they're this story where you get a blip of a of who the actual character, you know, the killer is. Yeah. This obscure background person, mm-hmm. and then at the very end of the movie, you find out that was him. Yeah, of course. Yep, and that's exactly what they do for all the Scream movies. They're not... Except I, for part one. Right, but we've gone from slasher to murder mystery. Yes. And now we're just at we're just upping the kill count and the gore. It's basically a gory or Scooby-Doo. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're just guys. waiting for the mask to get pulled off that's and to true. see who got... You see what those pesky kids have discovered. And I would have got away with it, too. Uh, you going to see part six? Yes. Of course. Yeah, we'll keep It'll seeing it. It'll probably that. go straight to Peacock or something. I don't know. We'll, I don't know. we'll probably even see it in theater. the theaters. All right. Uh, Tom Hardy called back. G motherfucking P, baby. G to the motherfucking P, homeboy. G to the motherfucking P. Hell yeah. Sorry, I'll step it up here. Oh, you're fine. Number two, you know. The Lady of the Month, man. It's got to be Barbara Crampton. I like that. Uh, for the exact opposite reasons of Danielle Harris. Okay. Just, uh, she was looking just like so, so innocent uh, in them early flicks. Yeah. Uh, and man, now, I got to say, what was that flick, uh, We Are Still Here or We Are Still in the House? That uh, is. Man, <laughs> looking hot then, too. Really? But, uh, I don't yeah, know. So put me down for Barbara Crampton. Okay. And, uh, if you have any questions, uh, see that flick from beyond. I have seen, I own it. Another dead, evil oh, moon, uh, evil dead rising there. But uh, yes, sir. And then the third one's got to be uh, bring out your your Wikipedia for this one. Okay. Jill Tereshita. 
and you may say to yourself, who the fuck is that? The demons. Well, sir, right? you go to uh, Night of the Living Dead, that uh, female, the Asian female. You go to uh, Sleepaway female. Camp 3, Unhappy Campers, and oh, fuck me. <sighs> I'm Sorry not about that. Sure, guys. he meant night of had a the moment there with myself. All right, but, take um, it easy you know there, what? There's fella. actually one on the rise. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're thinking of uh, Jenna Ortega, uh, the girl. She was in the screen flick. Yeah. In X, of course. In um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, she's Wednesday. You know, mm-hmm. not generally my type, but there's something about that dark hair, those dark eyes. I like it. She's definitely on the rise. I agree. Anyway, so um, is your penis. I don't know what the fuck, man. Uh, the educating department, man. Come on now, Tom Hardy. I, I was having like, such a streak. I was Come like, on, Tom this Hardy. Is, this is uh, Tom Hardy's year, you know? I'm Come on. Get all... Man, you fucking got me on this oh. one, so fuck me. Anyway, Lake hope Mungo. all is well. Love you like family. Sorry for droning on. No, you're good. With you soon. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Uh, Jen Ortega. I, ex- I expect good things. She looked great in X. Especially when she got down to her uh, bloomers, her skivvies mm. for her for her uh, hardcore sex scene with Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and like scream queen um, underwear, notwithstanding, she's got some acting chops. I feel like I haven't watched Wednesday yet. I've she's, heard nothing but good things about it. Better looking than Mia Goth, I would agree. And uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> when when Mia when she what trashes it up in X with the the coveralls and the ultra blue eyeshadow, that's kind of hot and like a weird <laughs> gas station kind of yeah. way. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I mean it's hot. ooh, I bet she could set up a flea market booth. <laughs> she bids on storage <laughs> containers on her day off. <laughs> All right, man, you got anything for uh, Tom Hardy, Coop Nukem, Alan, Tim, or? anybody else a lot of love take Double care love baby all right guys let's get ourselves into a movie here shall we uncle sheriff why don't you come to my house for supper tonight and i can fill you in on your family history that is a striking piece of art in Sofandi, Lopemith. iceland has its elves Ireland has leprechauns, the rest of Norway has trolls, and we have this lovely fellow. And what does the writing say? We just call him the slumbering one. I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was anybody out there. Why would we leave this place? I am pregnant, okay? I need to go. Oh, mighty slumbering one. I call to you. Take my blood. My flesh. My body. That's right, Jason Harrell. It's Sacrifice. It is. From 2021. This one got 4.7 stars on IMDb. It did. It's a full 3.4 
better than President Evil. Written and directed by Andy Collier, or Collier, I don't know, maybe he's French. Stars Sophie Stevens, Ludovic Hughes, and Barbara Crampton. It's Barbara Crampton Appreciation Month. We get a little bit more Barbara Crampton in this movie. Oh, for sure. Which I like. You know what the difference is between Barbara Crampton and just about every other Scream, everybody else uh, Scream Queen-wise? I would have sex with Barbara Crampton today. <laughs> now I know we just talked about horror royalty and who I'm obligated to have sex with. Right. But if a young if a lady that looked like Barbara Crampton approached me, it would go down. Uh if a lady that looked like Heather Langenkamp today approached me, Whoa. I would uh act like my phone was ringing and leave the bar <laughs> as quickly as I could, you know yeah. what I mean? That's the day, and that's also another thing worth noting about Barbara Crampton is that unlike the rest of the 80s Scream Queens, she's still working today. Mm-hmm. She took like a 20-year hiatus, yeah. but now she's back. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly because of Adam Wingard and You're Next. Uh, that really kind of kick-started things for her again. Right, but I'm going off on a tangent. We are, I believe, in Norway, and we are picking up with a young couple, uh, pregnant, as they are on their way back to the ancestral home. Uh, we have Isaac, or Isaac, and uh, I think the girl's name was, um, I'm going to call her Pam. All right. I know her name was not Pam. It was something else. But uh, Emma? Emma. Let's go with Emma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're on their way to this remote village in uh, Norway. Now, by remote village, apparently this thing is on an island in the middle of, I guess, a fjord or a river i'm not even i don't even know what a fjord is I know <laughs> the opposite of a chevy okay <laughs> get out <laughs> i walked right into that one son of a bitch <clears throat> it's on an island in norway um now they own a house there that was recently i guess they just figured out they owned it or it was left to them in a will we'll get more into that as the story goes on but they've never seen well we're gonna find out actually that um Isaac's parents own the house. Uh, Isaac's mom left with Isaac when he was very young. Uh, and we get like a quick little uh, snippet here at the beginning of her like bundling Isaac up in the middle of the night and running to a boat and the boat taking off in the middle of the night. Yeah, it actually confused the shit out of me. Me too, because I thought it was the same lady. When it like jumped into to, modern time, yeah. I was... It took me several minutes to kind of catch up. Well, that's it took me a second too. But then I thought, oh, okay, that's her, and this is after she has the baby. Mm-hmm. Turns out, I don't think so. Right. No, obviously not. Now that I think about it, no, that's it was the bomb. It was yeah, and baby nutsack or Isak. Isak, yeah, apparently is how you pronounce that in yeah. Norwegian. Yeah, uh, they get there. This place looks it looks very picturesque. Um, it looks like a good place to go and take selfies, but you don't want to stay there. There's no, I don't think there was anything there. They had a. They don't want you there. They have one shop which has like a random array of knickknacks, and then they have one bar that is uh, not very friendly. Not friendly in the least. They will engage you on a <clears throat> debate about seafood, though. So yes, they will. If you're up for a seafood debate, uh, that's a place to go. Other than that, I don't think there's there's one cop. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's anything on the island. Which begs the question of how these people are supporting themselves. If you're not working at the shop or the bar, you're pretty much fucked. I mean, I guess if you live there, there's really 
I mean, how much support do you really need? Do you just go fishing all day? And yeah, eat you just fish? need the basics. Hang out at the bar. Yeah. You got enough food to live. Sure. I don't know. I, I mean, what else do you need, really? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Look, just because you're an American capitalist swine. I am a swine <laughs> and a capitalist at that, and I love it. Um, anyway, they get there. They check the house out. Now, by and large, I like this movie, but... One of the main issues I had with it was the bananas, bizarro lighting that was going on throughout the entire movie. Hmm. They get to the house. It's broad daylight. They walk in. Suddenly, everything is like lit with this pink glow to it. You didn't notice that at all? I didn't pick up on that at all. Okay. Well, it kind of weirded me out a little bit. And then there's a lot of like water effects on the walls when there's no water anywhere. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I was paying too much attention. Or drunk. I was not drunk. I wish I was. Uh, don't <laughs> now, judge, now. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, we're, what we're finding out as we go through the house is that it sat vacant for 25 years, pretty much ever since the night that uh, Isaac left with his mother. Um, we don't – he, like, through some dialogue between Emma and Isaac, we discover that uh, – Isaac was told that his father left them to be with a new family, which doesn't quite sit with the jump cuts we got at the beginning of the movie of like some form of violence and uh, somebody washing their hands feverishly in the sink. So there may be something there. We'll get more into it as we go. Um, It's a very creepy, melancholic kind of a house. And once we get to Isaac's old bedroom, we're going to know exactly what's going on. Because the first thing he notices is a little stuffed animal that is Cthulhu. Jason Harrell, it's Cthulhu. Yes, it is. The dancing Cthulhus. <laughs> We're in Lovecraft country, boys and girls. Um, it's I, okay. I get it. Now, now we know where we are. Now we know where we're headed. Because anytime uh, Cthulhu gets invoked in some kind of a bizarro island community. We know we're looking at some kind of a cult situation. There may be some sleeping deity underneath the water that they seek the blessing of. There's probably going to be a human sacrifice involved. And we're going to get pretty much all of those things. So that's great. Um, From there, Isaac and Emma decide they're going to go to the bar, as every pregnant lady should. Yep. And uh, Isaac... I didn't care for Isaac. I know he was... Like, as the movie goes on, he gets more and more dicky. But something about that actor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if... I didn't he hasn't care. done a lot of work. I haven't... I didn't, I didn't care for his haircut. His haircut <laughs> pissed me off. Well, shit, there it is. Uh, he had, like, a shaggy thing going on. But, like, you could tell as, like, he becomes more and more dicky, the shaggy kind of goes up. Whereas, at the beginning, it kind of lays down and makes him look a little more innocent. Mm-hmm. So... As far as the shaggy mop goes, that's how you tell the difference between a good guy and a bad guy. Moose. Up, down. Gotcha. So when they start styling, putting product in. You're fucked. They're up to no good, Jason. Tell Noted. you right now. Noted. Tell you right now. Um, they get to the bar and they get they run into the local rubes, I guess. But as far as rubes, Norwegian rubes. Very <laughs> clean cut to start with. A uh, lot of tweed sweaters being worn. I don't know if that's a Norwegian thing. I, it looked cold as shit up there. It did. Just dreary. Yeah. You know? Um, they get a, they's like, excuse me, do you speak English? 
And the bartender immediately fires into him, We raped your women. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I speak English. If you don't speak Norwegian, where would we be? Uh, they get into a little bit of a pissing match there as far as uh, he, Isaac doesn't want to leave. No, we're not leaving. We want beer and food. And he's like, just get out, you American swine. And Yeah, I'm not going to make people cook my food because it's probably going to not be very clean when it gets to me. They're going to take a dump yes. in your trout. That's what's going to happen. You know, if they don't want to serve you, then you should probably head out. Because otherwise, you're going to pay 16 bucks for a turd on a platter. <laughs> yeah, they're not welcoming to outsiders at all. No, but this is kind of pushing Isaac back, and he's pushing back on it. So he's like, no, we're not leaving. Two beers and two fucking seafood and then they get into this weird seafood debate he's like you know seafood octopus and they're like octopus not seafood it is vertebrate well it still comes from the sea and he's like yeah but we don't do that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no the accent very, i don't know <laughs> they get very crazy with it and then eventually another guy comes over a guy by the name of gunner and uh kind of pins isaac down he's like time for you to leave go back to wherever you come from and then Emma's like, he was born here. This is where he came from. And then uh, they're like, oh, yeah, what is your name? And he's like, Pikmin, Isaac Pikmin. Now, Pikmin was a callback to another H.P. Lovecraft short story, Pikmin's Model. Hmm. But then she's like, well, his birth name was Jordstadt. So all of a sudden, oh, shit, Jordstadt. Oh, why didn't you say so, my friend? Yeah, Come, I buy you drinks. Instantly start sucking his ass. Pretty much. They're buying him food and beer and everything and uh isaac and emma leave there uh isaac is hammered of course and emma's carrying him home like the winner that she is um and uh they leave there thinking oh well these guys are pretty good guys despite the fact that you know they don't like outsiders i guess they make it back to the creepy old house the next morning they wake up hung well he wakes up hung over uh and they get a knock on the door from the local one cop I'm just going to call her a cop, a cop. She had like a fancy title though, like not constable or something like Inkman or something like that. I don't remember. A Flukenstuken. That's what it yes. was. <laughs> she is the Flukenstuken and you will do what the Flukenstuken says. Uh, she, it's Barbara Crampton and she is playing Renat, I guess is her name. And uh, she is the cop and she's like, I have a question for you. May I come in? And he's like, oh, yeah, God, I'm so sorry. Come on in. Look, I don't want to press charges. It was just a big misunderstanding. She's like, what are you talking about? The thing at the bar last night. She's like, I don't know anything of, about the bar. And then we find out, this, 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 and this is one of the problems I had. She basically drops the bomb on Isaac that uh, his, they think his mother killed their father, his father, with uh, like blunt, in a blunt instrument with five or six blows to the back of the head. Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer, of course, uh, before the night that they left, mm -hmm. so 25 years ago. <coughs> Very creepy. Uh, kind of uh, sends Isaac into like a head spin. He starts crying. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Oh, my God. That's not what she told me. And apparently uh, the cop, Renat, was hoping to convince Isaac's mother to turn herself in. But uh, Isaac's mother passed away a couple weeks before they got there. So that's how they came to inherit the house. And now Isaac's all bent and, you know, out of shape. Oh, my God, Mom never told me that. Uh, Renat is just like, oh, shit, I thought you would have known something like that. And I'm very sorry. Why don't you come have dinner at my place tonight? And I'll welcome you to the island and it'll be great. 
So, begrudgingly, Emma and Isaac agree. They go to Barbara Crampton's house that night, and again, with this weird lighting. You did, did you notice it at Barbara Crampton's house? I just thought it was, it was dim. It was all, like, infrared. Everything was like, it had, like she had red lights up all over the place. I don't remember that at all. It really, I can't, I can't hang with that. And I think it's maybe just because I watch too many Joe Bagos movies. But, like, how do you live like that? Number one, okay, number one, you don't because you'll just get a <laughs> crazy brain tumor. Number two, it really, I get it, you want to, like, set the mood of the scene and everything. But at the same time, I would like to see what they're doing, what's going on. You know, what are they having for dinner? I'm interested. When it's everything is in infrared, I can't see shit. Well, during the break, you're going to have to put it put it on the TV here. I will, and we'll review anyway. Because it it didn't stick out to me at all. Really? If it was there, it threw me through. It threw me out. Maybe your app was glitchy. It could be. <laughs> I don't know. I watched it on Amazon Prime. Maybe you got a better version. Uh, anyway, uh, they get there outside of Renat's house. They have like a creepy scarecrow. Um, it looks like a creepy scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, they go inside. They meet Renat's daughter, um, Astrid, and she is giving uh, Isaac the fuck me eyes. She is like locked on his ass throughout dinner. Like, yep. we're going to fuck tonight, mister. And that's all there is. I don't care about your wife or my mom. They can have sex if they want to. Me and you, <laughs> big boy. Uh, but she doesn't say a word throughout dinner. Uh, they eat. They ask questions about the scarecrow outside. We find out that is something called a tupelac. And apparently that particular tupelac was erected as some kind of a tribute to Barbara Crampton's dead husband. And that is like the custom of the island when somebody dies. You make a scarecrow kind of a thing in their likeness to honor the time that you had with them. And she's like, well, yeah, you drive all over. You'll see them all over the island if you drive around. She's like, well, how come nobody ever made one for my dad? And she's like, I don't know. We just didn't do it. So now he's all bent out of shape about not having a Tupelac. Tupelac envy is what it is. It is. <laughs> don't be looking at other people's Tupelacs, and you're going to find your own shortcut. He was Tupelacking a Tupelac. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you make the big bucks. <laughs> Uh, from there, we jump into a bunch of dream sequences. Uh, nightmare. Uh, Emma keeps having nightmares about Isaac getting too frisky and then like biting her face and blood coming out and then uh, weird stuff like that. They're going for a hike the next day. They're out cruising around. They happen upon a stream or a lagoon or something like that where we happen to see one of the weird local customs it's basic they're having some kind of a religious like a baptism kind of a thing yeah but they're all wearing uh the blind dead uniforms that's a bad sign man you don't want to be the blind dead in training because they're already dead it's like the blind dead i don't want to be dead i don't want to wear the dead guy's clothes uh they're down there they're chanting in tongues and then barbara crampton is like the leader of this little cult and then she dunks them in the um the creek stream or whatever Mm -hmm. and they come back up and then they say a bunch of other stuff uh they're like oh it's isaac Jorstadt. come you will join so he's like yeah sounds great uh emma's like i'm not getting in the freezing water with my baby so he runs down there and they make him they say say it in english for him and they're basically uh giving praise to something they call the slumbering one which was another name for cthulhu uh and like i give you my flesh and my blood and then 
uh, you continue to sleep and give me peace. Yeah, he's really quick to just kind of sell his just, soul to the local novelty. Just get in there. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Number one, he wants to fuck Astrid. I get that. She was hot. <laughs> Uh, number two, I don't feel like he had a lot going for him, like in yeah, the real world. I, I, and I really think that that was it. It was, uh, he was finally feeling a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Like once they found out who he was, they yeah. really uh, kind of absorbed him into their lo- local culture. Sure. Um, and like, uh, I don't know, like it didn't strike me as a guy that had a lot of friends, you know? Well, he's an asshole. He struck me as a fuckface, <laughs> yeah. Jason. And, what was you know, the hair? <laughs> if you if you go to a a village and everybody worships the local fuckface, oh, I found my people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> he takes part in their weirdo religious thing. She dunks him under the water, and then there we get more weird lighting effects with like a green this time while he's swimming around underwater, and then he comes back up. Um, now he's getting a little dicky. With Emma. Emma's like, hey, yeah, uh, how about we get a realtor over here because we're going to sell this place, right? So they talk to the local realtor. Uh, everybody's wearing a med- uh, like a um, Cthulhu medallion. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the entire island. So the realtor shows up. He's got the medallion on. He's like, I have to be honest. This is a murder house. It would be most difficult for me to sell murder house. And she's like, well, we'll, we'll adjust our price uh, point and we can, you know, We'll fix it up a little bit. We'll put a new coat of paint on it. And he's like, it could be a while. Well, who do you sell it to? Exactly. Nobody there has any There's money. seven people. Yeah. And if somebody outside of the island tries to buy it, they're probably going to throw eggs at his house or something. And thinking about it now, when, uh, when whatever, Isaac's girlfriend, when she first showed up at like the, the island, he was already like there on shore waiting, like he threw his arms up and which was, and he had a rental car. Which was weird. Yeah. So because like, he was on the boat with her. Remember, they did a little cheers with their water bottles. Well, who the fuck did he rent the car? Like, there Where did nobody the car there. come from? Yeah. Did he, uh, Where are you driving? It's it's 40 feet of, of island. Yeah. Did he just hit the dock and then do a 5K to the local Hertz rental? Yeah, it was weird, though, because um, it just seemed weird that he was... I don't remember him being on the boat, mm-hmm. but I knowing how... Uh, cut off that place is to outsiders i don't see him getting there early getting a rental car and like and then just being all happy welcome welcoming his girlfriend there right well on top of that when they first walk into the house he has like this cathartic moment where he's oh i remember this painting is kind of weird a uh, sunday school thing yeah you know so there's that too yeah there's a little bit of a timeline issue <clears throat> From there, Isaac goes back to the bar, continues to get hammered with the bartender and uh, Gunner, and they're just having a daisy of a time. It's becoming slowly merging himself into the local alcoholism. Uh, Emma continues with the bad dreams. Uh, there's one of her like in a bathtub and tentacles are flopping around from her cooter, which could be enjoyable, as I understand it, for a young lady. But uh, we pretty much watched that in that movie a couple of months ago. We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, uh, if you're not expecting it, eh, it could be a little bit of a gray area there. Um, pretty nasty. She keeps waking up. At, like she does this thing where she doesn't know if she's awake or dreaming or what the fuck is going on. Um, Isaac gets hammered with Gunner one night, and they go out and hit balls into the ocean, like with a nine iron. Good times, and then this part I didn't care for because when they're having they're having like this 
guy bonding moment and Isaac is telling Gunner about oh I finally feel at home and you guys are great and yeah and then Gunner grabs Isaac by the face and he's like hey I have something to show you we never got to see what it was that Gunner showed him did we I don't recall if we don't did don't recall either way uh it's kind of weird a lot of the I mean a lot of jumping around. A lot of this isn't exactly memorable. That's true. We get a lot of... So uh, I can't honestly say if he showed him or not. I don't think he did. I'm sure it would have been some kind of Cthulhu thing. Uh, another thing is they go to the store, their weird, like, uh, general store, which has a lot of souvenirs and uh, canned jams and jellies, but not a lot of, like, food, like real food. Um they go in there and they like for sale is all these little statues of Cthulhu, which is very cool. I would have bought one. But, um, <laughs> um, I know what it is. Uh, Emma's kind of freaked out about it. She she takes off when she leaves. Gunner is out there to help her with her bags, and he puts his hands on her stomach and he's like, "It's going to be a boy." Very proud. Uh, yeah, he she, gets very handsy. She, well, yeah. I mean, he doesn't know any better. He's some kind of an island guy, you know. He's an island boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid i'm gonna edit that out because that was stupid uh it's just a con as this is going on um isaac is getting dickier and dickier and you know what you, you you don't make the rules and you don't make decisions for me because you're not the boss of me and i think we should stay and she's like no man we have a life to get back to in the united states we agreed that this is what we were going to do when should we head back oh I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go make a Tupelac scarecrow for my dad. So he goes out there, George Lutz style, with the cutting of wood and all that stuff. And she goes out and offers to help. And he's like, I think I can handle this myself, okay? And then he continues to get hammered with uh, Gunner and the other guy every night. He goes out for a walk one night, every night, about the same time. Uh, at one point, he goes to the weird fishing hole thing, and Astrid pops out of the water naked. Uh, she's pretty hot and she would, that poor actress probably froze her fucking nipples off for that scene, (laughs) but she did it and they have like a cool little bonding moment. I assume they had sex. It didn't show it, but they had like a weird aura borealis thing going on in the sky. And she's like, that is reminder of gods. He knows that he can smash us at any time and we will die in fire. And he's like, yeah, can I? Touch you? Job involved in this. <laughs> Can I touch you? Or... <laughs> um, so the whole thing culminates with like a weird cult seance situation where the whole town gets up, or the whole island gets up in the middle of the night, puts on their wa- their uh, blind dead robes, and goes marching by torchlight down to the shore. Uh, Isaac, in some kind of a trance, jumps out there in his whitey tighties and starts marching with him. Uh, in the process, he wakes up uh, Emma. She's chasing him, going, hey, what are you doing, man? Hey, get out of there. They get down to like a weird altar situation where uh, Barbara Crampton pops up behind Emma and chloroforms her. And when Emma wakes up, she is also wearing a blind dead uniform, and she's tied to a, uh, I guess, a raft. And Isaac pops out with like a weird sword, ceremonial sword, and he's like, you know what? This is my birthright, and I got to do this because this is something that started a long time ago, and you never cared about me, you fucking selfish bitch. God, I hate you. And he's about to cut her head off, or at least we're led to believe, when the cult turns on Isaac, 
Barbara Cranston shanks him, like in the gut, with a fucking letter opener or something. And uh, he goes down. They quickly cut Emma loose, and they tie Isaac down to the raft instead. And then there, then we get the big reveal. Oh, you were supposed to be the sacrifice, you mm-hmm. fucker. We've been living under 25 years of bad luck and bullshit because you got away. Now it's time for us to make it right. So they cut his head off, stick it in a weird wooden box, put the box on the raft with the rest of his body, and send the whole thing out to shore and light it on fire. And then Barbara Crampton pulls Emma aside, and she's like, oh, don't worry. You'll get used to it. It's pretty nice here. That's pretty much the end of your movie right there. Yeah. What would you think of that one, Jason Harrell? Uh, All in all, I mean, I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, Even without – I think a lot of people's complaint was that there was no big – everybody was wanting to see some Cthulhu. Right, of course. Um, I was fine with the – it really wasn't even that that ambiguous. No. Uh, It was – Pretty much right there in your face that that's what kind of movie we had. Yeah, we just didn't have a big old CGI monster. No, which is and I'm probably better perfectly that way. happy yeah, with it's that. Probably better that they way. They would have just ru- it would have wrecked it. Um, um, I mean, he was a dick bag, Isaac. Um, I mean, really, I I didn't have too many complaints about it. I, overall, I gave it a like a six out of ten. I'm I'm okay. Uh, it was a, a solid enough movie. Sure. Um, at first I thought Barbara Crampton was doing a horrific accent. Uh, but then after hearing you do it, that whole podcast, <laughs> uh, she should get an Academy Award. Oh, stop <laughs> it right now. Um, no, I, I liked it pretty good. I, I don't think I'd ever rewatch it, but I liked it just fine. It's good for, for something to, you know, something to check out. Mm-hmm. I think if you, if you're feeling the need for some Lovecraft, then very cool that, I mean, it's worth watching once, like you said. Uh, they they let you know right up front where you are and what's going on. Here's a Cthulhu statue. It's not going to be acknowledged as a Cthulhu Here's statue. Your Cthulhu plush toy. <laughs> right, which my son has several, actually. <laughs> but uh, because he doesn't say, oh, look at it, doesn't it look like Cthulhu? He kind of looks at it with like a weird reverence and then puts it down. Okay, we're in Lovecraft country. Yeah. Fair enough. This is what we're doing. Um. Culty, sure. Uh, Barbara Crampton, pretty good. I thought acting-wise, she did fine. No, she did fine. I, I don't know what a Norwegian accent would actually sound like. Yeah. Um, I have no complaints. They could have. They did a little bit with like the tentacles here and there. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's that one nightmare sequence where one of them comes out of the sink and tries to pull, drown her in the sink. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, no big monster. They could have done something like under the water. You know. Have like a, I don't know, like a big bubbling situation. Hey, there he is. I was happy to see the tub tentacle. The tub tentacle, yeah. Right between her legs, too. Octopussy. <laughs> hey. I say check it out if you're in the mood. Why not? Um, why don't we take ourselves a little break, Mr. Harrell, and Let's we'll come it. back with some other stuff. Okay. Shine together Told you I'll be here forever 
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Umbrella, Ella, Ella. We are back, Jason Harrell. Yep. Oh, man. Tell you what. Tell me. I'll tell you what. You know, I think... I think I could probably live on a remote island like that in a small community. I need uh, like some kind of a work from home gig. Obviously, I need uh, high speed internet. What do you need? But what do you need even a job for? Well, I'm not going to spend every day fishing. That's not <laughs> happening. I'm a terrible fisherman. I wouldn't catch shit. My kids would starve in a week. Uh, but even still, like now that I think about it, like. I need like a Walmart or something to get groceries. That little curio shop they had ain't going to cut it. They had eggs. You get fish. You're done. I got to raise chickens now? Well, the the local little mart had Did eggs. Did they have I eggs? Believe. Okay. I don't know. I think I'm going to need like a bacon cheeseburger. I think what we have already realized I'm is out. you're not going to uh, do I'm it. I'm out, man. <laughs> I'm out. No chance you I could think do I, it. Could, I could live in like a Fallon. That's about as small as I could go. Because they got, they got uh, Arby's out there. They got a, I think they have a McDonald's, and I'm pretty sure they have a Walmart. Ooh, That's fancy. about as small as I can go. I need big, those. Big city living. Tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You ready for this week's meat hook? Yeah. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook, Jason Harrell. Mm-hmm. HP Lovecraft Adaptations. Number three when you're ready. So, I will say, uh, before I say anything at all, hmm. um, I don't know a lot of HP Lovecraft stuff. Okay. So, I'm, uh, so, I actually had to look at lists of adaptations to sure. see what movies I've seen. Yeah. Very few. Okay. So... I have to go more with loosely based upon. That's fine. Or Lovecraft like. Lovecrafty in, <laughs> yes. which is a word. Uh, so, underwater for number three. Ooh, that's a good one. You know what I like the most about that? What? Like 13 seconds in. Bang! Yeah. It, From that point forward, you're on a ride. That movie kicked you right in the gut. And it didn't from stop. From Jump Street. Yes. I love that about it. Um, I'm, I'm going to be. I'm gonna make was, a bold statement go ahead. and say. Kristen Stewart with her little flat top thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Works for I mean, you? Yeah. And her little, <laughs> especially once she gets to the pod and she takes the jumpsuit off and mm-hmm. she's just running around in a sports bra. Yes. You got me, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was a very pleasant surprise. I liked it a lot. What's um, your number three? They, well, before, let's not jump okay, the shark just yet. Okay, let's go back yet. to her and her sports the, bra. Well, the, pro- the only, if I had a problem with that movie, which I don't, is that the director at the end came out and said that that was Cthulhu at the bottom. That did not look like anything like Cthulhu. I, this is why I'm saying Lovecraftian, loosely based upon. Sure. Inspired by. I'll give you that. My number three, Messiah of Evil. Definitely never seen it. It is worth a watch. Yep. It is um, not that dissimilar from what we just saw. 
except that it is much more guttural. And the 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 cult in that movie takes on a much more cannibalistic, feral, uh, almost zombie-like mm-hmm. demeanor, where there's like this blood moon thing, and they all have to participate in this ritual. This young lady goes there trying to find out what happened to her dad. Um, the apartment that her her dad was like some kind of an artist or something like that, and he lived in this bananas nineteen seventy mod apartment or i guess it was a house beach house now that i think about it but like every wall was covered in murals of people and usually just like people like staring back which i don't understand how anybody could live like that it would creep me right that's creepy but uh messiah of evil um definitely worth i think it's public domain these days how old is it 71 i think is when it came out but uh definitely worth a watch if you're in the mood for that. I don't know if I am. you, you got to be in the mood for a Lovecraftian seafaring cult. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know how often that notion hits me. I mean, if that's on your menu, then that's <laughs> what you want to look for. How about number two there? Uh, again, I don't know how tightly based upon Lovecraft, but I know it was on the damn uh, poster. The list? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. Well, fuck, I done forgot what the hell. <laughs> oh, Reanimator 2. Reanim- oh, Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that one really took a turn. It did, but it's just zany enough for me to actually be on board with. I love the Reanimator movies, um, mostly because I love just what a fucking cocky prick Jeffrey Combs was. I mean, he does it so good. Doesn't he? He's I'm perfect. smarter than you, and I know I'm smarter than you. Yeah. And I don't have – I'm not even going to waste my time talking to you because you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking asshole. My favorite was He the, is the best asshole. Oh, yeah. My favorite was the scene in the first uh, reanimator where he's in the uh, – medical he's in the uh work no he's taking the class Mm -hmm. and the professor is telling him something and he keeps breaking pencils every time the professor tells him something (laughs) (laughs) you prick uh my number two is a uh newer movie that um is definitely based on a lovecraft situation it's color out of space Mm -hmm. you get a nice mix of lovecraft with Nicolas Cage being as Nicolas Cagey as he can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Favorite part of that movie? You know what, Sue? Why don't you just get the fuck out of my face? Or better yet, I'll do you a favor and get the fuck out of yours. It was like Nicolas Cage was in the room. Right, right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've not watched it. It's great. It's um, I can oh, only... I love Nicolas Cage. Of course. But I can't take certain levels of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and after you told me how Nicolas Cage he was in that, mm-hmm. I'm like, I just don't think I, I'd have to build up to that for a year. It's, uh, it's very cagey. Um, did you ever, you never got around to Mandy? No. Did you? Um, that's also very cagey. Uh, I, I didn't watch that comedy uh the crushing weight of talent or whatever it is where he plays himself yeah i've yet to watch it Uh, everybody really likes it i'm sure it's great but then when you like watch him in pig um i mean i think he's spectacular absolutely he can act yeah when he dials it down by about ten thousand levels i'm on board now if you want to see that on steroids get yourself some ghost rider 2 
in your life. Oh, boy. Because he just blows the fucking top off. <laughs> After seeing part one, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you really got to be in the mood. All right, Jason, how about number one? Reanimator. The original. Yep. My number one, Reanimator would definitely... I've got some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a Lovecraft nerd uh, myself. You, I know. Uh, my number this one... This was a much easier list for you. It was. My number one is going to be uh, From Beyond. Mm-hmm. And there is a beat-off reason for that. <laughs> I'll be honest. That Barbara Crampton gets naked. Uh, she gets down. And she kind of gets... Ra- and she does like a weird uh, hand job to an unconscious... Jeffrey Combs with a shaved head and a weird uh, thing going on. Um, and it's very sexy now that I think about it. <laughs> like the whole movie. Now, because, like, uh, have you, you've, you've seen it, haven't you? No. Okay. No. Well, God damn it. I know what our next five uh, uh, immersion therapies are going to be. Okay. <laughs> and and I, I've told you that. I'm like the one surefire way to get me to watch something that's. Not in my general wheelhouse. Is Lock to it in. Just make it part of the show. That's what I'm doing. And as long as I show up for the show, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I know you will, buddy. I love that about you. <clears throat> Quick honorable mentions. Um, Resurrected, Chris Sarandon. Um, ridiculous uh, creature effects in that one. Uh, it's based loosely on the case of Charles Dexter Ward. I won't bore you with the Lovecrafty details. Thank you. But I can go on. Uh, <laughs> reanimate the, basically the Reanimator franchise. I think there is a third one. I believe it's called Beyond Reanimator Sci-Fi Original. Yeah. Features Jeffrey uh, Herbert West in prison. Of no, all things. Boy. Yeah, I skipped that one. Uh, another one, which was one of my all-time favorites, was called The Haunted Palace, mm-hmm. starring uh, Vincent Price. Uh, another adaptation of the case of Charles Dexter Ward, but man, when Vincent Price, dude, he can go and he does in this movie. And this is a testament to what an actor he was. He starts the movie as the nice guy. And then as he's becoming possessed by his long dead ancestor, he turns on a dime and just becomes a rapey fucking asshole. And he doesn't leave the, the castle that he inherited anymore. And he starts kicking his wife around too. You know what I mean? I, it's as far as actual scary horror movie go movies go it's not that i mean it's from like 1964 if i remember right yeah but uh just for the vincent price um performance alone i think it's worth a mention now you being a literate man (laughs) um you have actually read uh a lot of lovecraft stuff i have so what is most in line with one of his actual stories um so because most everything I see is based upon, loosely based upon Lovecraftian. So, I don't see these direct, like one to almost one to one. Okay, uh, there's a reason for that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number one, he write he wrote in a very nineteen um, early nineteenth century style. Mm-hmm. I cannot read H.P. Lovecraft unless I have a dictionary handy because he uses a lot and he goes into this medical terminology and things like that that makes it very hard to understand he strikes me as a bit of a dex or a um, herbert west himself yeah number one number two let's be honest horrible racist (laughs) was he oh yeah (laughs) um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drop any names or anything like that but like um if i remember right i think I think it may have been Dexter Ward or the uh, Herbert West reanimator. Um, 
he had a cat named the N word, mm-hmm. and he throws that word around quite a bit. Does not did not like. Not only did he not like black people, he didn't like uh, really uh, Catholics. I think he hated um, Irish. He didn't care for Irishmen. <laughs> Uh, really, anybody with like dark hair sounds like a real sociable guy. He, he was not man. No wonder he had to invent his own worlds. Well, he was so fucked up, dude. Like his mom basically raised him as a girl, like made him wear dresses and like I think called him uh, Nancy or something until he was like twelve. His dad basically was not even present in the picture. Um, he was, a, but what's what's really fascinating is if you read, um, if you get into her into H.P. Lovecraft. You start to realize just how much Stephen King borrowed from him, hmm. and it's a lot. Yeah, like, well, that's a whole other discussion for a whole other podcast. All right, anyway, that is our uh, three hundred meat hooks. Oh, as, um, to answer your question, as far as the best possible mm-hmm. adaptation you can yeah. find, there's a movie that came out in two thousand five called Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, it is a silent film. It is uh, like all the dialogue placards are pretty much one in for 2005? one. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah, silent, silent, huh? silent film. Wow. Uh, all the special effects are very nineteen twenties. Okay, like they involve like um, like weird shadow puppets and things like that. Yeah, uh, that's probably about as accurate as you're going to get. The guys that made that also made an adaptation of Color Out of Space. I think that came out in two thousand nine. Uh, black and white. Um, very low budget, but very accurate to the to mm-hmm. the source material. Nice. So those are probably your two best bets. Does that mean it's any good? Um, I really enjoyed uh, Call of Cthulhu, yeah. just because it's like being in a weird time capsule. Sure. Uh, Color Out of Space is kind of ridiculous when when they get into the special effects. Okay. Because it involves aliens that they clearly didn't have money to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. A lot of sock puppets. Yeah, got some weird stuff going on there. That is our meat hook for the weekend, mates. We would love to know what your top three H.P. Uh, Lovecraft adaptations or works inspired by or any movie that you felt had like a Lovecraftian tone to it. Uh, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275. The email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. And now, my friends, we will tell you what we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Jason, what do you got, bud? Oh, boy. Uh, Well, Sarah and I went to the uh, movies, and we saw Megan. What'd you think? We really enjoyed it. Very cool. She ranked it very high. She gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Did it did it feel like a Terminator movie at all or No, I th- so without me seeing cuz since I don't watch trailers, of I didn't course. know what in the hell you were basing it upon <laughs> and you had said she had like a a gun or a flamethrower or something. Possibly a gun. Um, not at all. Okay. It not it. not at all. <laughs> Damn it. Um no, it is it's just a very fun movie. Okay. This is what that last Chucky movie should have been. Oh, very cool. Um, it was actually really good. Nice. Um, it's light when it needs to be and very serious when it needs to be. Okay. Um, last night watched a movie called Piggy. Piggy. Uh, it's about a kind of substantially overweight girl. It's like a, um, 
I don't know if it's a Mexican movie or where the hell it took place at, but uh, she's seriously bullied yeah. um, by these girls and stuff. And uh, it's I, I had heard it mentioned on another podcast and uh, gave it a watch, and I really liked it. It Very was cool. um, yeah, I gave it a I gave it a six, just over a six out of ten. Nice. Um, lot little twists in there. Um, it's kind of a revengey type movie. I'd imagine it would be. Um, but with with a spin. Okay. Um, and then watched a movie, a new movie called Sick. Oh, okay. I've heard other podcasts talk about it. What'd you think? <sighs> Five out of ten. I don't okay. know what to think about this movie. <laughs> so if everybody, if everybody was pissed at Dash Cam mm-hmm. for its over the top representation of the right. People like me. Sure. Uh, <laughs> like us. Um, this is the antithesis of that. Okay. Because it is about over-the-top, like, maniacal mask people. Okay. Like the mask wearers people. Maskers, yeah. Um, so, like I said, it's really kind of over-the-top, and that ties in, well, it's it's the crux of the whole plot line. Okay. Uh, you have to watch it to kind of understand why, All right. uh, to get the full story. Um, it's, it's got some good slasher stuff in there. Hmm. It's almost like a, almost like a scream level, uh, slasher type thing. Okay. Uh, you get a lot of stalky stuff, some okay. good action. Nice. It's the, the messaging that I'm hung up on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm feeling your pain. I know what you're talking about. Um, I say you watch it. A hundred percent. I say okay. you watch it. I'll check it out. Uh, I I think I'll end up watching it again mm-hmm. just to kind of move past the, the the mess or to kind of decipher it a little bit better. It's it's a very very interesting but bizarro world kind of <laughs> storyline. Okay, like I don't I don't know who's who they're supposed to be. I think they're trying to. Anger, <laughs> okay. Well, kind of like they did with Dash Cam. I really think that they wanted to have this negative portrayal of and, certain types of people, okay. And I really think they're trying to do the same thing with mask wearing uh, okay. extremists uh, with this one. But it's hard for me to believe they'd even make a movie like that, okay. Um, so when you say mask wearing, you, are you talking about people that like the adamant, I'm not wearing a mask, fuck you. The, those are the people they're going after or the people that no, say. No, the people who like get, wear three get, masks like get in you, their own car. Yeah, before you get out of Wear bed. it in their own car. Okay. Um, freak out. Right. Um, uh, you know, like wiping down their cereal boxes. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and, and, and to be fair, you know, it does, it seems like it takes place at kind of like the onset mm-hmm. of uh, COVID. COVID. So, you know, so there was that level of uncertainty. Okay. Um, so that that's justifiable. But then it goes to extremes. Right. Uh, and you just have to watch it to see how far those extremes are. Okay. I'll check it out. I'm going to yeah, check it out. I, I definitely think you should. I will. It's streaming right now on, I think, Peacock. See, so that kind of fits into, like, my President Evil. Yes. It's like, okay, I get it. You don't like Trump. But you're making all of your main characters so fucking absurd that I don't know if you're actually making fun of them or if you're making fun of Trump at this point. 
or Trump supporters. Yeah. Because, like, these monologues are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not telling you to watch President Evil. I will never recommend oh, that. Oh, I'm not going to. I will never recommend that to anybody ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not but going to. There, there reaches a certain point of absurdity where you're like, who are you really making fun of at this point? Because I don't know. Yeah, this this has some, like it really did have some good kind of uh, scream level stalkery, especially a lot of knife shit. Cool. Um, a lot of action. Uh, like it's, it's got way more positives than it does negatives. Okay. I, I'm just kind of stuck in this limbo state with it. It's really weird. I feel you, man. Uh, I got to watch on your recommendations in search of darkness one and two. That's a long, a long haul. It was. I had to spread it out over a week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, number one, I am not nearly as knowledgeable about eighties horror as I thought I was. Number two, I haven't even touched like the tip of the iceberg with the, these fucking movies. Yeah, they. I mean, they're great documentaries. I love them both. Um, they do like a quick little thirty seconds on pretty much every fucking movie that came out, and they break it down by year: 1980, 1981, mm-hmm. 1982, 1983. Start with the big ones, and then move into like some of the more obscure ones. I'm. We're gonna have to do an eighties horror year probably to get caught up on yeah this part three is like four and a half hours long oh good lord and as part of the like the indiegogo type of thing that i did with them it has like an additional four or five or seven hours of material like that ain't even in it jesus yeah like it's it goes deep, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. I, don't I forget know. how many total hours. It's it's ridiculous. This is becoming like a college course. We're gonna. I think this was their last one. I hope so. I mean, they're great documentaries. They're supposed to be finally shipping. Like I got a little box set of all three. Okay. So as soon as I get that third one, I'll definitely keep, I'm, keep I'm it sure your way it'll, and have it'll you be check on it out. Shutter like a month yeah, hopefully. After so. Uh, they're great documentaries. I highly recommend them. If they're like two and a half hours a piece, though. Uh, they do like a whole segment on Nancy Allen. They do it a whole segment on, I think, Deborah Hill or something, somebody else. It just, it's every possible 80s horror rabbit hole that you could think to go down. Yeah. Or that you didn't even know you wanted to go down. They went there and they'll take you with them. Yeah, that's good stuff. It is. Check it out. They're both on Shutter right now if anybody's interested. Uh, in the meantime, that's all I got, Jason. How about some immersion therapy? Immersion therapy. Speak no evil, Mr. Harold. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've hated any character in a movie as much as I hated this dad. Yeah. Uh, I get it. You're a worthless, spineless pussy. And you, they made that known from the word go. His, mm-hmm. his wife is basically shoving him around. His daughter is shoving him around. But the point where you call the guy that has the murder trophy room that you've seen to come get you out of a ditch. They didn't call him. He didn't? No. I could have swore he that did. That was the story. Oh. No, that, that was the... He didn't actually call him. He had been trailing him. And eventually found him after he like broke oh, down or was on the side of the road. Okay, that was just what the bad guy said in front of Pussy's wife, right? 
to keep her from freaking out. Right. Okay. Well, I I guess we can uncheck that box then. Yeah. But he's still he, he's still an idiot. Spineless. Uh, because as they're driving back, uh, bad guy gets out of the car to take a piss. Keys right there in the ignition. Spineless. Um, but they, I, they didn't even attempt to nothing. fight. I mean, the mom put up a bigger fight when they were trying to take the girl. And I, I understand that there's a point where you don't put up a fight proactively. Right. Because you, you're still uncertain how bad things may get. Right. Uh, so you play the compliance side. But once you see your daughter's tongue get cut off with scissors, it's on. Once they put their hands on my daughter, it's on. Uh, my wife is a beast. She'll fuck somebody up. I haven't seen her do it, but I've seen her get pretty close to doing it, mm. and it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> that not being said, um, I don't know how as a not just as a as a father, but as a human being, yeah. you can stand sit by and watch somebody's child, not necessarily yours, but any child being abducted. Mm-hmm. As she's screaming for my, never mind the part where they cut her tongue out, which I thought was kind of silly, but um, I don't know how you can just because you got punched twice in the face. Yeah, <laughs> I've been punched in the face. Right, <laughs> it pisses me off. It yeah. makes me want to punch whoever punched me in the face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think most men, and probably a good smattering of women, have that natural instinct to oh, I'm in danger. I must fight or I must flee. Either way, I'm going to yeah. do. I'm not just going to sit here, man. Um, that being said, it was, it was a pretty good movie up to that point because it maintained a level of awkwardness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's always that, like that. Yeah. It was a really uncomfortable movie. It, like, like that socially uncomfortable yeah, kind of movie. Like, you and you know, didn't really know where it was going to go. I don't want to be a dick, but at the same time, I don't want to make a scene, but I just want to get away. Yeah. But how do I get myself out of this situation without coming across like a fuck face? Mm-hmm. It, it, like the whole uh, creep, creep movie, yeah. you know, paid me a thousand dollars. He's being really weird. I guess I got to stay, but I don't want to be weird about it. I don't want to make it any more awkward than it already is. Yeah. I think there's some, like some underlying commentary there about, how people will kind of um, because of these societal influences and pressures, we will kind of do something that's uncomfortable to us just to like appease other people. Yeah. Yeah. And not give in to like our natural basic instincts. Yeah. Like we'll do all of these things to not come off as assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, will put on this show. For, I mean, he's basically going against his wife's total wishes. Yeah. Uh, just what? Because you don't want to look like a fucking asshole in front of some guy you don't even know. Right. I don't I don't get it, man. I mean, but then once it kind of goes beyond that, you know, you get to the part where, all right, these people are just two gigantic vaginas mm-hmm. who won't even fight for the child. Nope. They'll fight for each other. Nope. And then just lay there and yeah. take rocks to the head. Yeah. Take your clothes off. No. Okay. That's not going to happen. Right. You want to take them off me? Come try. You know, I don't know. I don't I don't mean to sound like a fucking, like the, you know, I, I'm not Rambo. I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you will have to kill me before you take my kid. Yeah, shoot me. Yeah. Stab me. Get naked and get in the pit while we throw rocks at right. you. <laughs> That's like a fifth grade kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least All put right. your hands over your head. Do something. Those guys uh, had really good rock games. I tell you what. 
Their rock game was on point. <laughs> rock snipers, those yeah. two. I tell you what, Jason, your immersion therapy for this week is going to be The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. It's Ooh, streaming nice. right now on Shudder. It's from 1974. Stars Christina Galboy and Ray Lovelock. Check that shit out, inmates. Let us know what you think. We'll do the same, and we can compare notes next week. But now, it is time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Well, I am a newly passed young lady. Uh, I was on a school trip, and I hadn't been the same since I came back. My my mom thinks that I might be haunting her house now. I might be. Uh, I may have had a weird three-way sex situation with the neighbors, and now they're trying to sneak in and steal the sex tape. Uh, my brother may have faked a haunting for some kind of a weird radio uh, publicity stunt. We went ahead and hired a psychic to try to contact me. Turns out we didn't need him at all. I am, of course, Lake Mungo. It's not a bad show, huh? No, I liked good. It. I liked it a lot. Uh, who might I be this week, you ask? We do ask. Well, Jason, I am... I got to quit being hot chicks. Every, I feel like I start this segment every, every week with, I am a screaming hot college student. <laughs> I am a moderately attractive Look, if that's what you students. identify as, we're not going to judge. <laughs> I am a moderately attractive uh, female college student who has decided not to go home for the holidays. This leaves me alone in a dorm uh, pretty much all, all to myself. Went to the gas station to get some snacks ever since then. Some fucking freako is chasing me around my dorm with a big knife trying to kill me. Uh, he keeps calling me by somebody else's name. That's not my name. I keep telling him, that's not me, but he keeps calling me that. Why? I don't know. Hope I don't get killed, because campus security got killed way before the movie even started, I think. <laughs> Who might I be? Tune in next week to find out. I will drop some knowledge at that point, my friends. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us, Jason Harrell. Join us next week for Dead Night here in Barbara Crampton Month. Uh, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this. Uh, that helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running if anybody's interested. Uh, support.paddedroompodcast.com is where you find the link to that. $5 donation gets you a Padded Room Podcast travel mug, Padded Room t-shirt, and control of the month of February. Got anything else on the week, big guy? That's it for me. That's it for me. Four, The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. Fucking college girls that probably should have at least left the dorm for the holidays. Um, campus security, who is always completely worthless. Although not in real life, from what I understand. Um, tentacle baths. Tentacle baths. HP Lovecraft. Cthulhu. Weird island cult neighborhoods, I guess. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Huh?
How many tickles does it take for an octopus to laugh? 10 tickles.